Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Straightforward Farming Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Reed, alongside Nick McCormick. Hello, hello. What's happened with you, Nick? Getting stuff ready to go to the field? Trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to. We uh, <clears throat> built a new toolbar for our air seeder this winter, so just about to wrap that up, hopefully. Yep. Everything comes out okay on that, and I still got every tractor to service, so. Yep. You're going to look through the owner's manuals before you go to the field? Get everything all <laughs> Actually, I, your brain? apparently I am one of the few people that does value those. <laughs> I am too. As poorly as they are sometimes written, I do still look at them occasionally. Yep. Yeah. I do that too every year. Got the planner manual out. I'm leafing through it for a good week and a half. There's you know, always just, a tidbit in there somewhere or another that you yeah. forgot or you didn't know. Or it, it amazes me the amount of people that it just never dawns on them to flip through that and maybe take yeah. a look i when i go to the field with the planner the planner's owner's manual is in the planting tractor mm-hmm. in case something comes up combine same way i keep it in the combine the rest of the year it's in the shop in the cabinet whatever but i go to the field i take it with me yep i get along fine i i uh i, I just i don't understand some people on that like i think we're in a society in a world now where it's so much easier to make a phone call yeah than it is to look it up yourself and part of that is probably because some of that shit's not set up how it ought to be. Yeah. So it's not as easy to find in, in the service manual, the owner's manual, whatever manual you're looking at as it should be. Um, or it's your classic, hey, you got the manual for this so I can figure out what Fuse F23 is. Uh, now, now it's, it, it, it's at the house. Okay. Have you read it at your house? No, no, no. I take them all in the house, put them in my office. But you've never flipped through it from what I've gathered. No, no, I never look at them. I put them in there so they don't get damaged. But they're not worth the piece of equipment, so now nobody can use it. Like, I don't carry the entire manual set on my truck. Like, whatever. Teach their own, you know. (laughs) Well, and these manuals are just so stupid nowadays. They they are thicker than the Bible. And, you know, tell you 400 ways to adjust a flasher on a combine that I I will never need to know. I can clearly look at it and know exactly how to adjust it. Mm -hmm. But as far as something that I need to know, a chain, a belt here, it's just a very brief. Yeah. My my personal favorite, remove part. Well, thanks for the tip. I never thought of that. Would have never guessed. (laughs) Yeah. How about about, uh, a little more in depth on that if it's something tricky? You know, sometimes, yes, it is that simple. Sometimes it's not, you know. I really think we could make money by just unfucking the manuals. You know, remove the hex head cap screw. It's a fucking nut and a bolt. Yeah. It's not a hex head cap screw. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead and throw in what size it is. Yeah. Or a little side note, you can't get it with this. You're going to need this. Yeah. You know, don't even try that. Or, I don't know, you look at those old manuals, like international manuals were, manuals were actually pretty good on certain things. Like, okay, we're trying to figure out this hydraulic issue. Oh, here's a nice color diagram. And you get this new shit. It's all just black lines and symbols. And there's a whole section devoted to how do you read these symbols? Well, that's freaking neat, but I'm not going to memorize all that shit. And then you're trying to trace it down. Show me an actual picture of it. Color code the damn thing. You would think for the $4,000 they get for the manual that they could color code something. But nope, it's got to be printed in black and white. Apparently, Case, Deer, who, Agco, whoever doesn't own a color printer because the ink's too high, as we covered in the last podcast. Exactly. The ink's too high, so they, yeah. they can't even afford it. But you would I, think you could I throw want that the in manual. There. So, like, there's been times that Deer have come out to the field, something yep. went goofy, you know, an electronic, a sensor, whatever. And so they'll start going through their 
service, I guess, but yeah. it's on the laptop now. That's the one I want because it basically says, put the truck in park, open the truck door, <laughs> walk to the piece of equipment. I mean, it is like every yeah. single fucking detail. Yeah. It's like, that's the one I want. <laughs> A bunch of that stuff, like the service manual is one thing. The service training manual is a totally different one. You can't get a hold of that one. That's the one that actually has some shit in it that you can do something off of. But they're hard to come by on, on a lot of things. and it, it is frustrating. Like You would think for buying a $400,000 tractor, it would come with all those manuals. You would you know, How about you just throw that shit in? Build it into the price. That's fine. Send me two copies of the owner's manual so one can see in the tractor. The other one could be in the guy's house where he's never going to read it. And uh, then we'll have one when we get out there. But, well, and like now on this uh, 700 series deer combine that we got, the owner's manual is in the display now. Like oh, I've, yeah. I've got the big hardback book, yeah. but it's also in the display. It's like, well, who's going to thumb through all? You know what I mean? I just manual online manuals piss me off every yeah. time. It's like, just give me the book. It's so much easier in the book, especially if the book's done correctly. But it seldom is. But it's just like trying to read an article online. It's like, okay, you know. I'm going to read through whatever. Well, there's 4,000 ads. Not that there's ads in your owner's manual, but there's 4,000 ads. you got to click next every time. Nope, I'm done. I'm saying I don't way. need to read it I'm that out. bad. I'm done. Nope. I'm really curious about the headline. And half the time, it's I'm clickbait. Not, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not digging into it any further than that. Nothing pisses me off more. The few times I have got all the way to the end, they never really tell you on that. They really want you to sign up for something yeah. to get to the to the total end of the story. It's like, you know what? I'll just make it up in my mind. I'm good. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> you know, I'll just make up the details. It's fine. Yeah. Man, it's funny, though, when you compare. And now I get it. It's it's a bigger tractor, more technology, you know, whatever you want to say there. But uh, it's like take our and our 82, 85 deer that we got. You know, the owner's manual is literally an inch and a half, two inches thick, whatever it is. My 4010 is yeah. <laughs> literally 30 pages. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it tells you but, everything to do. It, it probably shows you how to run the valves. It, and it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's all just very cut and dried. At fifteen hundred hours, do this, this, and this. The first fifteen pages are, are safety warnings about the safety warnings they're going to tell you yeah. in the next forty-five pages. Yeah. Don't care about any of that shit. Safety third. Yeah. Get, get me. Uh, get me to the meat and potatoes of this deal. And the index really is an index. It's not really organized how it ought to be. Not how the librarians taught us it should be back in the day. Exactly. You know. And can we have a Cliff Notes version? Like, give me the give me the farmer's version of it. Like, not. Full on farmer, but give me the tech version of it, like from an actual technician that's worked on something. You know, if you grab the the book to a twenty six thirty deer monitor or Pro seven hundred or whatever, you know, there again, it's an inch and a half thick or whatever. Okay, so you've obviously baked in a whole bunch of shit in this manual that I'm never going to need. But how about a section that just covers what ninety five percent of the people are going to need to know in some simple terms? I don't need it made up into the correct, mm-hmm. you know, universal terms for the world. How about somebody gives me the North American, Midwestern, beer-drinking redneck version of this manual that says, you know, hey, if you want to switch this run screen to show this, click that mm-hmm. instead of, you know. Yeah, just like I bitched about on TikTok a few years ago on the Cornhead, you know. Mm-hmm. I was looking for whatever it was, and it had something to do with the snouts, whatever. You know, I tried to think of all these names. Nope, it's that's a row bump. unit crop divider. Yeah. Who the fuck calls it that? It's yeah. a snout. Yeah, I mean. exactly. Or my personal favorite, raise the bonnet. Do I have to go get, do I have to steal an Amish kid? Yeah. Do I have to drive, do I have to drive somewhere and grab an Amish kid? Like, mm-hmm. it's not a bonnet. Yeah. It's a hood. You can just call it that. It's fine. It's always been a hood. It's always going to be a hood. Yeah. That is going to get nothing but worse, though. Like, right now. Your major companies are literally going through their books and their parts, et cetera, 
and they are politically correcting all the terms. There will be no master slave cylinders in the future. I don't know what they're switching it to, but if you look at houses now, they're, they don't have a master bedroom. They have a primary bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you cannot make this up anymore. Uh, it, it's, it's like I said in the last one, like these are first world problems by people that have the illusion of too I, much money. I never even realized where the term master bedroom came from until you just said that. I just assumed it was. And I didn't give a shit before. I, like, same way. Yeah, master bedroom's the big one. That's, that's the yeah. big one. You know, that's where the master sleeps. That's where my dad was at. Exactly. He was the master of my house still is. Right. If yeah. you don't believe me, go to his house. Exactly. He'll let you know pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but no, 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 we got to, that's the primary bedroom. Just unbelievable. And and that's what really pisses me off with all these manuals, that we have to go to these universal symbols. Yes. Because it's a global thing now. But if I go to Deer and try to buy just some little trinket off the shelf, there's 900 languages in the instructions. Yep. Well, you're doing it there, so just give me the American manual. What? burns me more than anything on that okay on your monitor it's just software you know where that tractor is being sold you know where there's somebody's updated that software because we always gotta have an update it doesn't have to be universal for shit you know that that software has been installed in central illinois put it in central illinois language like and we've covered this before but a squiggly line doesn't tell me glow plugs no what tells me glow plugs is wait to start glow plugs anything other than a squiggly line and that that's one of the more simpler ones like I just had an issue a year ago. A guy called me. Hey, uh, tractor keeps losing water. Okay. Well, I got water coming out of my hydraulics. Well, I think you're putting water in the hydraulics. Oh, no, no, no. It, it, it says low water, so we've been adding to this reservoir. I'm like, well, you're putting water in the hydraulics. Nope, that's not the light. No, it is the light. <laughs> it's a squiggly line, wavy line in a square box. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, that's for hydraulics. No shit. Yep, yeah, it is. Uh-huh. But if it just said coolant is low, he would have known if the coolant was low. But the coolant wasn't low, but the hydraulic reservoir was low, and he was put in the wrong compartment. Uh. But if we'd had a term that actually said what it was, but we can't do that anymore, you know, just tell me what it is, especially if it's just on a display. I agree. There's absolutely no reason for it. I get if it's a gauge. Okay, we're making these gauges. We don't want to make... 165 versions of them. I might grant you a little bit of freedom on that. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. But maybe. But on a, a display, it's all software. Just just make it say what it means. Yeah, I, I agree. You know? you know, Deer's bad about that. You know, steering redundant, blah, 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 code, whatever. Call your John Deere dealer. Why don't you just tell me there? The sensor by the right back wheel is fucked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Call somebody. Exactly. At least I know what to tell them when I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, yeah. I give them this code, well, then they got to look the code up. Just tell me. Yeah. It, it's, it took more effort to give me a code than to just to say yeah. what it was, you know. I had a parts guy tell me one time, and it wasn't my local parts guy. For my local listen, I'm not throwing him under the bus because it was not him that told me this. But he worked at a deer dealer and always talked about these guys that would call in wanting his part, you know, and, you know, they couldn't explain it. And it was – and this was back on older stuff that yeah. – Probably should have been explained. You know, it was guys that were just kind of lazy and didn't really want to put any effort into it. Trying to tell what it is. Well, this guy didn't have a clue. They were using these mumbo-jumbo terms. Yeah. You know? And so 
He said, so one day my boss just told me when guys like that call, just give them any part. Don't matter what it is. Don't even matter if it goes on that tractor. Give them any part, and I promise you, when they call back the next time, they'll have every bit of information that you need. <laughs> I got to think that up. He's probably right. He's probably right, yeah. <laughs> They're going to get home and be pissed. and then, yeah. So now we're going to figure out what it is. Yeah. <laughs> or my personal favorite, like, we got the serial number to look this up. Okay. We put that in. Well, then there's a serial number break. Which side are you? Damn it, I already put the serial number in. So you should know. You should have it divided out. You know, I, when Case went to their new system there, it's been several years ago now. And to their credit, they did respond to every one of my emails. They even called. We had some nice conversations over it or whatnot. And they actually solved a lot of the problems that I complained about. And I, I, was, I was nice about it. Because the, the guy on the other end of the phone like, somewhat oblivious to to my end of the spectrum right so she was nice about it and they did address several of them and they fixed it but like one of my examples to her was i'm like okay i got a blah 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 number tractor from the 70s okay i want to look up parts for the engine but what engines in it i'm like yep be nice to know wouldn't it well well what engines in it? i'm like I don't know. And neither does any farmer in America on the, you know, if it's a 1466, I can tell you. But if it's a 284, I don't know. Yeah. The customer didn't know. I don't have the tractor here. I'm just trying to look it up for him so I can order the part for him. So when he brings it in, we can put it on whatever it is, you know. Don't you think maybe you could link the two? Maybe it'd be a neat little concept there. Maybe give us some options. Nope. It's not there. You got to look it up by the engine. Well, that... Just just stupid shit like that that just wastes time. Like, I feel for parts guys these days. <clears throat> oh, I do too. You know, because you talk to these old for well, you know, John Doe the third, he had all that shit memorized. And like I always tell my dad, I'm like, that's neat. He started when the M came out, and he worked till the 806. Half that shit was the same. Yeah. And you had X number of models, and we had it in normal layman's terms, and there wasn't as much to remember. I'm like, now, that same... A new parts guy is still having to look up parts from the M all the yep. way to, you know, a 400 stagger or whatever. Yep. He can't memorize all that shit. Well, it's it's no different. So we got a John Deere 6430 loader tractor. It's mm-hmm. an open station. And, you know, Deere, for a while there, they always made a premium and a whatever, oh, yeah. whatever their series it was. I promise you, if you go to my local Deere dealer now, and I'm not, I'm not knocking these guys if you're listening, but if I go out there tomorrow and we go through this every year, I say, I need an oil filter for a 6430. Is it a premium? I'm like, <laughs> it's a nothing because it don't have a cab. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah. It's a 6430, but it don't say premium on it. It don't have a cab on it. It's just an open station 6430. But it's it's shit like that right there, like you just yeah. said. And I have no idea if them filters are different from one to the yeah. other. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what they got to type in to look it up. I don't know, but you're right. In the old days... That guy had it memorized, or he could flip right to the page in his book instead of the computer because he yeah. didn't have nine thousand models to yeah. choose from. You know, you'd be proud of me. I ran a sixty-four thirty earlier this week. Did I know you got a picture of me in it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I, I it was nice of, of my neighbor to, or my cousin to to let me use it for for the job I needed to get done. And it's fine, fine piece. He uh, he was the only reason he let me borrow it. I was using his trench covering deal mm-hmm. for tile. And he specifically wanted me to use his tractor just so he could get my exactly. Tractor, which yeah. you got to know the guy. Which, that which was, I totally get. Yeah. 
I yeah. totally. He would have lost ten grand on the deal just to see you <laughs> drive the Johnny Tractor. Like he physically drove to where I was using it mm-hmm. so he could take a picture of me running. Yeah, it. and then send it to me immediately. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, and a few other people. And that's that's fine. I get it. I, I've never knocked a, knocked a sixty four thirty. I think that's a fine little loader tractor. Not my cup of tea necessarily, but right. it, it, it did the job. It's fine. But uh, yeah, it uh, it is it is funny how some of that stuff goes. Like. But don't you think, and I'm just going to use John Deere, for example, instead of paying these 25 idiots to write these manuals to now go back and politically correct them and this and that. Oh, my gosh. Don't you think it would be money well spent and a benefit to everybody if you said, you know what, this winter, let's put on a free meal, a two-day free meal, free beer, and let's just invite 50 farmers here and say, you know what, guys, let's go through these manuals. And let's just rework these things and and put it in layman's terms, you know, because most farmers call stuff the same for the most part. I mean, don't don't you think that they purposely make it a cluster so you're, you're just like the hell with it? I'll just take it to the dealer. Uh, they, apparently, they do. I mean, uh, they, they. But what they don't realize on it is somewhat at some point they're wasting the dealer's time, but I suppose they figure they're billing the customer for that. But at some point in time, like you're you're making the cost of ownership higher because you've made it more complicated than it needs to be, but. Like, like my dad always gets frustrated. You call the auto parts store and you need a, a water pump with a two wheel drive or four wheel drive. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But the way their system is set up, they have to input the information. But like I told my dad, I said on the back side of that, let's say that you call for a water pump and then light bulb comes on. You need front hubs for it. Totally forgot about it, but now I need front hubs. Well, he didn't ask if it was two wheel drive or four wheel drive a minute ago. Now you tell him you need front hubs. Now he's either got to go back and start over, or he he just mm-hmm. randomly picked one because he was scared to ask you. Sure. And he gives you the wrong ones. Now you're super pissed because, well, why would I need hubs for that one? It's, mm-hmm. Clearly, it's a four-wheel drive. Well, you didn't tell him that. Right. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm still fussy with Case I used to get rid of the MyShed app. Like, I used to be able to put all my equipment in there, and I could just bang, click, go. Yep. They got rid of that. They need to go back to that. It, and I assume maybe all maybe none of the manufacturers have that uh, deal like that, but that would Deers, be so much yeah, easier. Yeah, I can do it out here. Deer's got it. it and, would be and see, and and that's what drives me even more nuts is you want to ask him who made the decision to get rid of that. It actually yeah. worked, and people liked it. So why did you dump it? Who, yeah. who made the final decision? That, oh, we don't need that no more. That's too easy. I mean, uh, maybe it cost too much money to maintain the app. I don't know. Why do we have to hide the serial number? You know, can we yeah. put can we put all those in one common place? Like, I agree. Well, it's this serial number, but what's the transmission serial number on it? Well, I didn't really want to lay underneath it, but I guess I will. Like, could we put that like where I could see it? Like, I don't know. Maybe put them all together. I, there's a lot of that stuff I could streamline for them. They've always got the stupid diagrams on the side. You know, like especially on a combine, you know the the 400 grease points that you're supposed yeah. to, which they're not that bad anymore. That nobody ever goes by. No. I mean, you've either memorized it that I know it's here, here, and here, or the other end of the spectrum is the guy don't even graze it anyway. Yeah. So, but why can't we do that with filters? A big sticker on the side. This yeah. is the oil filter, fuel filter. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. It's That'd right. Be neat. Yeah, but because every time you tighten a filter up, where's the number at? On the on back, the back side. side. Every time. Never fails. I don't know. Here's one. Maybe put it all the way around. Put it in several spots. Like I realize that that probably costs money to print that on there at some point, but. I don't know. Have it in more than one spot. Because yeah, it's always going to And that's what's aggravating. Stuff. You'll see him piss away money on other stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But we won't do that on a filter because that's going to cost an extra three cents per filter. Yeah. You know, that's something yeah. that would actually benefit me. You know, I don't yeah. care. I'll pay the extra three cents. 
Yeah, exactly. Or my personal favorite, you can't even hardly see the filter. Or you have to take something off to get the filter off. And you just want to ask the engineer, how about you change it? Yeah. Because I'd like to see you do it. Because I'm going to guess that most of those guys couldn't on some no, of that shit. I, like, I, I will assure you, if I was an orthopedic surgeon and an engineer come in with <laughs> a broken leg, well, we're going to have to remove the other leg, tear off your arm. You know, we're going to have to do all this shit just to put a steel rod in your other leg. You know. If that's the way you guys want to roll, we just got to take all this other shit off first. I mean, what's the difference? I want a doctor to come in. Oh, you need spark plugs. Okay, well, we'll change one today. You make another appointment with the secretary. Yeah, got to run some you, tests. You come back in three weeks. We'll, yeah. we'll change the second one. Yeah. By the end of four or five months, we'll have all eight changed. You'll be yeah. good to go. Yep. Like, we'll have you all set up. Yeah. Probably need to go to therapy over there for a yeah. while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for now, sure. Now we're off on the medical front. But, yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, they, they could streamline some of that shit and make it a little easier. Now, I have found on some of the case of stuff, if you are if you can look it up online, there is a page on there that will give you the list, the filters, the belts, this, that, and the other. But once again, how about make that the first page of the owner's manual instead of, you know, giving That's what some the vast bullshit. majority of, you're going to use that every year if you're yeah. changing oil. Well, you filter. should, yeah. I mean, yeah. so, I don't know. I, I just can't believe how you and I, who I don't consider are highly educated, world-renowned scientists, yeah. we know it. Yeah. But these guys that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, no clue. I've got 10,000 stickers all over this tractor that have a stick figure showing you know all these accidents that could happen. How about one that just gives me pertinent information of shit I could use? That'd be neat. Yeah. yeah. Or all this, once again, all the software shit. Why can't I just hit a button on the monitor? Yeah. These are your filters. Yeah. These are your filters. These are your belts. Yeah. Most of that shit's linked in. Could probably tell me if it's here, in stock and what it costs. Here, here's your capacities. You know, yeah. it holds. And, and that's my other thing. What moron is saying you know? We sell oil in five-gallon buckets. About five-gallon and a quart. About five-and-a-half-gallon. How about six? Like, why don't we pick? Your, you know what quantities you're selling the oil in. So why are we why are we setting it up to hold anything other than what the quantities yeah. are? Like it should be an even, it should be based on metric shit of of tens. To and that's part of the reason it's probably screwed up. It probably is even yeah. in some stupid liters. It probably is. But only we only buy soda in liters. But uh, just give it, set it up so it holds a normal quantity. Like and once I, again, I, that goes back to what I, and I don't know if it was on this podcast or the other one. These companies can blow all this smoke up your ass about go paperless. We're saving the environment. We're going to change this and that. But you're doing shit like that. Yeah, that's not say you know. So you're you're saving it on your end so you can look good, but on the back end you don't give yeah. a shit if this guy's throwing it away, wasting yeah. it, whatever. Because you end up with a partial jug of oil. What happens to it? You set it on the shelf, think, oh, I know right where that's at, and then somebody else grabs it. Now you're not really sure what the hell's even in yep. it. It's and it's all moved, covered it's in dust. dusty. It's like, wow, well, fuck that thing yeah. was kind of ratty. I'm gonna just that toss in. this quart and yep. I'll, you know grab a new jug and yeah, super handy. Yep. So it's all smoke and mirrors bullshit, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I mean, why why can't you go out there and just buy the kit? S760 combine, it comes in. I don't care if it's 6.3 gallon. It comes in a 6.3 gallon snap on jug. I snap it on, it dumps it all in. There's no more checking it after I start it. Once this son of a bitch is full, that's what it holds. It's a good thing that nobody ever put me in charge of some of this stuff. Like the day the 806 or for sure a 1066 comes out, okay, great tractor. We got to put Hytran in it because, well, they're designed to leak. There's gonna You're going to have to put Hytran in it. Got a five gallon bucket. It's a cab 1066. I can pour a shitload of it over the floor 
but you can't really get it in there. Like, you know you're selling it in, in buckets. I don't know. It'd be neat if you could get a bucket anywhere near that fill. No, you can't. So either don't sell oil in buckets. I guess you'd sell it in, I suppose, to actually get it in that fill. I guess you'd have to sell it in pines, <laughs> teaspoons, eyedroppers, thimbles, yeah. something, something small. Um, or we could just put the oil fill where you could actually get to the damn, to the damn thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I got to start this tractor up and turn the wheels because I can't get to where the hydran fills up on a, you know, your new Magnum or your new deer or whatever because we, we put it kind of behind the front tire. Spectacular. And that is the trade-off because, you know, them old tractors were bad about that. My mm-hmm. 4010's the same way. You know, all that stuff's under the seat. Mm-hmm. You can't get enough. Like, on it, it's not that bad to get something up there to pour oil into it, but you can only get half, like, picture yeah. a quart of oil, you can only get it tipped halfway, halfway. Yeah. and then the rest of it won't come out. Yep. So that stuff was... Hard in that aspect. Like, now it's easy. You just dump yeah. a hydraulic in the back of the tractor, whatever, yeah. the front, and it's all easy. But the filters are harder to change. They're yes. always behind a tire. They're yeah. over here under that where then you, filters were easy to get to, come right off. You know, yeah. you'd, so they, they take yeah. a step forward and step back. Give you one thing, take the other away from you. Yeah. And I realize that, yeah, with a bucket pump, you can get it in there. Well, that's super neat. But if you blew a hydraulic hose in the middle of a field and somebody's bringing you the hose and a bucket, they didn't bring a, a bucket pump with them. Sure. And nobody had one of those in the 70s. You know, like there's there's easier ways to, to do some of that stuff. But whatever. I, that's why they don't put me in charge, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I could go on and on oh. and on about engineers and the people writing the manuals. Well, I mean, it just... Even putting fuel on some stuff, like I remember there were certain 80s pickups we had. It's like, well, drive it up on a block of wood. Otherwise, it kicks off if you click it over the first click. Well, that's super handy. I always carry a block of wood with me to get yeah. the gas station. Yeah, throw get out, throw it down, yeah, then yeah, get back in, pull dr- forward. Pull forward, yeah, that's super handy. We couldn't vent this to where it would just take fuel? No. Yeah. Nope, couldn't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the newer deer tractors and the batteries. Like, yeah. that cover is great. Magnetic, pop, bang, you got it right off there. You can see the batteries. You can't do shit with them. Nope. Can't like, check the water in them. Can't check the water in them. Can't get the connections off. Can't the battery cables out. are banjo string tight. Like, yep. you, you can play Old Man River on that thing. It's so tight. There's no room there. Like, I don't know. I... I would take a bolt-on cover and actually be able to get the damn cables yeah. off. But I, I think the only worst design, and I will preface this by saying when I was a kid, we didn't have any sound guard John Deere cabs, so mm-hmm. I can't speak for that. But Grandpa had a 4230 John Deere with a year-round cab on it. Yeah, And getting batteries in that was like disassembling half the tractor because you opened the door, and then you had to pull the floor mat up, and oh, then they yeah. sat straight down in there with all these... Cl- and it was a freaking nightmare. Way. Yeah, yeah they were the same way. Ship box design on that. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. And to me, the year because the air conditioner never, ever worked in that thing. You was way better off to not even had a cab on it versus sitting in there baking away with the wind. You windows. were uncomfortable year-round, Tony. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. The only time any of those were really good is on a badass cold day. Mm-hmm. It was better than sitting outside. It was. And back then, he had cattle, and I remember putting out hay in the winter, and it's like, yeah. man, that's neat to sit in there. Yeah. No heat, but... <laughs> better, better, better than, than out, if you ran it long enough you had some heat but yeah, yeah. blowing back on you but yeah and the bad part is because i spent a lot of hours in that tractor too i'd take it back today wouldn't do nothing with it i mean no but batteries in general like on a lot of things have been a real pain in the ass like you know they're gonna go dead you know they're not gonna last as long as they should why do we have to hide them 
Like, yeah. why do we have to have to where you got to remove 10,000 things to get the damn battery? And especially nowadays on this new deer stuff, there's so many computers, they go dead more often now. Yeah. They And it's funny because they, I, I feel like they last longer than when I was a kid. Sam was always putting batteries and stuff. But they do go dead more because of all the drain on them. Yeah. You know. Well, whoever come up with that six volt battery, the long narrow one, oh, like, yeah. that guy ought to be kicked in the ass. Those yeah. got to be the worst batteries in the world. Yeah. But I'm like, some of that stuff could just could be made so much easier on it. Like I, I don't understand why we had to had to hide them, make it hard to change. You know, you're going to have to maintenance it. There's no reason for it. I don't know. I don't understand it. And the bad part is, you know, I've never been around like. Alice Chalmers and Massey. <laughs> I see what the premier companies from the 70s I and 80s are. batteries are the least of your problems on <laughs> yeah, that shit. Exactly. Like, and maybe they're not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't fathom that they're easy either, probably. <laughs> but you're right. They hide them on all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, my brother always tells me, and he, he's not wrong, like, battery attention should always be a tarp strip. <laughs> yeah. He's probably right. Anything more than that is a pain in the ass. Like, I, I've had some pickup trucks come in the shop this day and the guy needs a battery or whatever it's like gripes you damn near got to remove the cab to get some of those batteries out like my brother had a work car at one point in time the correct procedure was to remove the front wheel to get the battery out of it are you serious <laughs> yeah see i i would have flipped out so I here just... he was at the farm show the battery goes dead it goes bad on it well fortunately we had the pulling tractor down there so we had tools and we got it out of there without taking the front wheel off but it was a, it was a struggle bus but I'm like, but we had a full, full set of everything, you know, or whatever. If you'd been along the road, like, God. if you just pulled into McDonald's and shut it off and went back out there, like, you're, you're getting it towed or yeah. AAA. Now, something. to me, there is no reason for that whatsoever. No. I don't care. You can give me any excuse you want. There is no reason for that. No. None. No. I don't care if you sat at the passenger seat. <laughs> I would be more happy with that versus taking the wheel off to that, change the battery. That was the same vehicle. Never buy a Dodge. Uh, I think it was the Dodge Journey, I think is what it was. Anyway, the horn stuck on it occasionally. You tr- bang, the horn randomly come on. <laughs> the dealership couldn't get that thing out of there quick enough. Like, <laughs> they were so mad, like, because it was doing the same thing in there, and it took them a while to, to figure out what it was, whatever. So every time they were trying to work on it, like, the horn just blared. Oh, my shop. God. Everybody's, everybody is upset about it. I don't know if they eventually took it outside and fixed it out there, but yeah. they were super unhandy about it. It was unhandy. Like, sure. it's hard to drive a vehicle if the horn is literally stuck on. Right. You know. Wow. You turn the wheel, sometimes it go off, sometimes it come on. Yeah, super great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one problem i've never personally had was a no, bad horn but, no i don't think i have either but that one did <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i don't know what do you think these machinery dealers are going to do because we actually haven't talked about this in a long time and uh dave whitaker I, th- I think it was dave one of the guys from farm for profit had it on their podcast and they made a tiktok about it that you know machinery has got so high that now you got dealers going to auctions and buying combines or whatever yeah and then selling them on their lot and yeah. and some of it is they was needing inventory which that's that's let up a little bit but some of it was this guy you know they we knew he was looking for a 9770 yeah. but he don't really want to buy it from an auction he'd rather buy it from a dealer so all they're doing is going to the auction and buying it yeah and then selling it you know marking it up you know whatever 10 15 percent i don't know what the you know i see both sides of that like so so if you're John Doe farmer 
and you're a you're a dealership guy, and I'm not I'm in no way knocking any of these scenarios. I'm just laying them out how I think it plays out. Okay, so you want to buy it from the dealer. Okay, so the dealer buys it at an auction. They sell it to John Doe Farmer. If it's a complete epic pile of shit. He's better off to have bought it from the dealer right, than bought it on the auction. On the, the, de- the dealer's going to help him at some level. It right. may be a little bit. It may be a lot. It may not be, you know, dollars in parts, but it may be some just physical help, service, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, the auction, the day you drive off, that's it. It's your baby, yep. you know. So did he pay, t- if, it, if it turns out to be pristine, no problems, yes, he paid X number percent more than he could have bought that same unit. But if it has an issue or two, He's probably better off to have bought it to the dealer. And sure. the flip side of that is you call, John Doe Farmer calls. John Doe Farmer bought his at the auction. You bought yours to the dealer. You both call within minutes of each other. Matter of fact, you're on the phone at the same time, talking to different people, obviously, but both with the same issue, needing it fixed. Who do you think gets priority in that situation? Yeah, I agree. It ain't going to be the guy at the auction. You yeah. know, I can tell you a few different places around here, like if you didn't buy it from them, they ain't working on it. Yeah. I mean, they'll get to it eventually, right. but you're down the list. And I, and a I see bit. why. I, I, I see why I exactly. It. Like, even if they didn't make anything on the sale, at least you had the courtesy to buy it from them. Right. So, I see both sides of all that. Like, I mean, you're not big. I'm not saying you wouldn't do this, but you're not big on me buying a whole shit pile of parts off of eBay and then bringing my tractor to your shop and say, "Hey, put all these parts on." And I understand why. I mean, yeah. I get it because the the flip side of that is so. I, I see both sides of that, too. Like, there's an auto shop around here. Like, they literally won't put on anything that they don't get for you, which is fine. I got no problem with that. Because the flip side of that is, let's say they put on this eBay part that you bought, and then that has some issue. Right. It's some Chinese cheap. And now you're fussy, and -hmm. you want them to take care of the install, to reinstall Mm -hmm the new part to replace it well they didn't get set they didn't source said part right yeah i I, I get it but by the same token let's say i want while you're in there working on my car i want led headlights put in it well they they don't have a source for that well can i get them you can just put them in because you can change a headlight and you got it on the rack and it's easier to do and blah 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 nope won't do it well i'm willing to take the lab yeah i suppose you have to pick a path and and the other part that i I don't like getting screwed on the fact that, okay, I got to get my parts from you. I don't expect them to be marked up 75%. I, I understand people mark up parts. I, I totally get that. But I don't want to take it clear in the ass no, on the parts No, either, for sure. But, but in general, in general, buying from someone like myself or somebody else is no more expensive than, than buying it from the OEM. Right. Because we're getting a break somewhere Exactly. Else. Yep, anyway, you're buying I'm, enough I'm not just saying me. I'm just saying the industry in general. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I... I, I see all sides of that. I deal with that a ton. Like, to the point that I just told Dad the other day, I'm like, I'm going to get a sign that says, call the internet. Because that's where you got the parts. But now you've had an issue. You bought parts off the internet because you thought it was cheaper. You didn't check. Right. You just assumed it was going to be cheaper because it was Amazon or whatever. So they should be buying a quantity of something. It should be cheaper. Allegedly. Now you want tech service on it. On something that I didn't sell you, your dear, dear dear dealer didn't sell you, your case dealer didn't sell it to you, whoever. But now you want tech support on it. 
Yeah. I, you know, it, it depends. You know, a guy that does a ton of business anyway, you can let a, a little bit of that slide. A guy that doesn't do any business with you but wants to tie up 30 minutes of your time, call a lawyer. Try to take 30 minutes of their time. Yeah. They're going to bill you for it. Yep. You know, so I see all sides of that, you know. But some of that stuff has got so expensive, too, like. I, I get trying to pinch a penny to some. There's some stuff you don't pinch pennies on, depending on what it you is. Know, here's a, you know, here's a problem that a modern dealership has, right? <clears throat> okay. So, Tony Reed calls in. He's working on his 4010. The tech he needs to talk to about this random, small problem is the same tech that's been to all these 8R schools, S-series combine schools, et cetera, et cetera. So this guy's a X number of dollar an hour guy. Let's just say he's a $40 an hour in his pocket guy, just for a random number. And that's a $20 an hour question. But the $20 an hour guy doesn't know, or they don't even have that guy anymore. Like, So now you're tying up this guy to answer this question that you want on the faux free because you're you know, I've spent X number of dollars with your dealership on other shit. So right. you kind of got to balance that out. Like it gets hard to do. I mean, you if know? you stopped and added up the amount of time that you and your dad have talked on the phone that didn't make a dime off of. Oh my goodness. I mean, I could retire. Yeah, exactly. I could retire. Yeah. Like, uh, and like you say, I, I totally get it when it's a guy that's done business over years, you know, been a good customer, whatever, totally get it. But when it's a guy that, I've been everywhere. Couldn't find this couldn't, part. Couldn't find it. You think you could help me out on it? Yeah. Well, glad yeah. you sure went everywhere else before you come to me. Yeah. You know exactly. You know, and then well, now can you tell me how to install it and this and there? Well, hell, why don't I just come do it for you? Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> just throw that in while we're here. So I, I see all sides of that, and that does get to, that gets a little a little sketchy. And that's why I think some dealerships have like a heritage rate versus a premier rate because it's hard to have a guy trained on. IVT transmissions, putting batteries in a 4010. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. It, but you can only have so many people working there. How many 4010s are you going to put batteries in? So it, it gets to be a little bit of a, of a snafu there. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's hard to balance, especially in mechanics. You know, it's different if it's, you know, I don't even know what to use for an example. But I mean, you know, what you're doing is more. It's a little more technical. It's a little more, you know, I'm not, I'm not calling rule King and saying what price you got on this AR 15 and tell me a little bit of, you know, it's a three minute conversation. Yeah. You can tie up 30, 40 minutes. No problem. Well, let's say you need your computer worked on. You're not going to touch that. Yeah. Cause you're scared of it. Yeah. Not saying you, I'm just no, saying, no, I, yeah, you're right in general. Like, and it could be as easy as popping the case open, which now is pretty easy, but back in the day you had to take out some screws, slide the cover <laughs> off, whatever, swap a hard drive in, whatever it was, reprogram something to set in the other. But it's well, we're gonna we're gonna change out part A B C on on this tractor. Well, I, I think I can muddle through that, especially if this guy will talk me through it. And and not that I don't mind doing that at some level. But you know, next thing you know, the guy's wanting you to know, well, can I have the torque spec? Can I have the, you know, yeah. how, well, how would you do it? What socket you, well, you had to grind a little bit off of that. You had to make a special wrench. Can I see yours? Can I borrow yours? Hell, you know, can I take yeah. your computer home with me to, to reflash yeah. the software? Can I do this? Can I do that? It's like, it, it, you know, I understand why I, I see all sides of it. I literally see all sides of it. I'm not, I don't have the answer for it necessarily. 
you, you know, because stuff is expensive on some of that. And it's like, well, you know, a dealership charge me yeah. $3,000 to do that. Hell, I could do it myself for a thousand bucks. Well, yeah, but you could well, have screwed it up and cost yourself yeah. 6,000. And, and a good know? example, and I'm not saying this because it's me or me and you or whatever. I'm truly not. Like when I was rebuilding my 4010, mm-hmm. you know, there was some stuff that I had questioned, but I didn't try yeah. to hound you every day and I no. need this tool and run down it. You know, they no. come to the head on that tractor. I took yeah. it down to you and your dad. You yeah. got it done. You know, I'm not yeah. going to. I'm not going to try to attempt stuff that I know I can't handle. Yeah. You know, and there was some stuff you helped me out on back and forth, but it wasn't just like every five minutes. Well, it's him calling again. No. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's a different deal. Cause you and I have been friends for sure more years than, than we but can some probably of that, count. They're, they're hounding you so much. It's like, you should have just brought me the track. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At some level, like, yeah. If you needed that much help on it, like you're, yeah. you're probably not, you probably shouldn't be doing it. But the other thing that cracks me up about some of that stuff is, and I see this pretty regular too. Like, a guy will attempt a job that he probably shouldn't be doing. But when it comes to general maintenance, which most people should, not most, but a lot of guys should stick to grease guns and maybe change in some oil. They ain't about to tie into that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we don't want any part of that. We're yeah. going to get dirty. We got to get rid of the oil. Grease gets everywhere. I don't even have a grease gun. Blah blah blah. So we just don't do it. We'll just keep running it because yeah. we're not we're not gonna pay somebody to do it. But oh shit, this this other job needs done. Well, I I think if you talk me through it, after I buy the parts off the internet somewhere, hell, I think I could pull this off. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. You know. Give it a whirl. Yep. You know. I, I've seen countless I see that all the time Facebook posts and TikTok videos of guys. You know, they're they're too tight to to go buy this piece of equipment. Where I was going to build one. Yeah. And it's like, my God, you know, at some point in time, if you're yeah. tight, I, I get it. Sometimes you've got time. Yeah. You know, I get it. But it's like, I just seen four of them on Tractor House for less than you're going to have in that. <laughs> yeah. That are ready to go. And some of it is the pride yeah. in doing it yourself. I get all that, too. Like, I literally see all sides on some of that stuff. But, yeah, you're right. It's like, well, you know, I'm going to do this. Okay, give it a whirl. But you realize they, they make that, right? Yeah. Like, most generally, not always, most generally, the guys that I see that build their own machinery, that tool lasts about three years, and then they're on to the next thing. Yeah. And on to the next. You know, it's never a long-term. You never see this guy like, man, I remember 20 years ago when he rebuilt that. Because yeah. three years after he built it, now it's set in the fence row, and he's moved to the next big yeah. idea. I was and, just talking to a buddy of mine about this the other day on the tractor pulling side of things. A water manifold, which is literally an aluminum block with multiple ports in it, so you can run all your water lines to your different cylinders. And this guy was machine. He he stopped at this guy's shop and he was making one. He's like, you you realize you can buy this from a master car for like twenty bucks, right? Really? Well, I want to make it. I want to make it this certain way. It's like they've got all kinds of different options. Like they are mass producing those. Yeah, they're not specifically for tractor pulling water right. injection. Yours don't but have to be that unique that it needs to be but it, built. But, it, but it works just the same way. I'm like, you're going to have $400 in this in machine time, drill bits, yeah. taps, all the shit. You know, it's like you literally can buy that for $18, you know. But, I, I never tackle stuff that I don't think I can handle. Prime example, my dad, and I'm not saying this because he was my dad, was one of the best carpenters absolutely. for miles. Yep. I can barely sharpen a pencil. <laughs> I'm with you. When it comes to carpentry, I hire it done. I can't. I don't know I how to do carpenter. it. I wish I could. Yep. Same my, here. My brother, I'll tie into some of that stuff. He's more willing to do it than I am. I always go, I had a good, a great customer. I mean, he's still a customer, but he's retired now. He's still a friend. And he always told me, Nick, some people get paid to do shit because they're good at it. 
and that's what they do, and you should just hire them. I agree. And he was a guy, he ran a grease gun, and he changed oil, and he was meticulous and religious about maintenance. Like, all his stuff, I would take anything he had at any time. He was always on top of that. But when it come to anything beyond that, he hired Dad and I to do it. Yep, and no issue with that. No, and he didn't, his maintenance cost yep. was probably the lowest of anybody I ha- ever yep. had. You know, he yep. didn't. He never had major repairs. Yep, it was never run until it's completely wore out. Nope, hey. if something popped up, hey, this is going on. Yep, fix I it. need it fixed. Bang, he never had major repairs because he always kept shit greased. Yep. He always kept the oil changed. He was good to go. And I, that's kind of how I am on some of that. Like, I wish I could carpenter some. I can't, I'm screwed from the get-go because a two-by-four is not two-by-four. Exactly. I'm done right there. I'm like, you can't weld it. You can't put it back. Right. There's not a wood welder. I don't have a board stretcher. <laughs> yep. Like, I am, I'm screwed. I can't do it. Like, yeah. There, there's too many options in the carpenter industry because everything's, my other thing is, and I feel bad for the American carpenter at this point in time because all this shit, all the Menards, Lowe's, bullshit is all turned into, I, I had to put a new roof cap on the other day on a, on a vent on the furnace. If that thing was any any thinner, you could have saw through it. Like it, yeah. you're seen through it. Like it was literally almost translucent. Like miserable. I'm like just shit like that. I'm like I'll give the extra four dollars for one that actually has metal in it. Mm. But just stuff like that. Like it just the the things are in. It's just ridiculous on how cheap some of that shit yeah. is made. And then you know, well, we'll just. In my opinion, windows ought to be available in small, medium, and large. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of that shit that could be cleaned up, but we're just going to customize it as we go. I agree. We're going to do this. We're, we'll just frame it in. We'll do this, that, and the other. And it turns into being a giant cluster. You know, we got a 36-inch walk-in door, okay, to the utility room from the garage. Sweet. We go two foot. That door's 32-inch. Yeah. What good does the other one do? <laughs> Why do we hit what? You might as well make the other one 14 inches. Yeah. Like, you can't get anything through the damn thing. Like, yeah. just stupid shit like that in the carpenter yeah. world just drives me up the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And I I refuse to start a project, and then halfway through it, you got to call somebody. You're like, I cannot handle this. Yeah. And now you got to bring them the whole pile of parts. Yeah. And I wouldn't want that as a mechanic on your end. It's like, you've <laughs> already get, screwed this thing. I get that on a fair you amount. It's like, boy, I surely wish you hadn't taken that apart. That's, yeah. Yeah. I had that on a diesel pump the other day. A guy brought it in, and not in a bucket, but it wasn't much better. I I took this apart. Yeah, and you you broke about six pieces there. You yeah. really wish your 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 wallet is going to yeah. really wish you hadn't it broke. Yeah, yeah. You same know? way when forty ten rebuilt yeah. the pump. I pulled it off, <laughs> yeah. took it straight to your dad. <laughs> Sometimes you're better off to, yeah. to have somebody that knows what they're doing. Just because you read it on Google, don't mean yeah. you're qualified. <laughs> There's a welding shop not far from here that their slogan always was, just because you own a welder doesn't make you a welder. That's right. And there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I wouldn't want that done to me in any way, shape, or form. You just bring me these pile of parts that you've already tore all the hell, and now you're rolling this, you know, it's all or none to some degree. Yeah. You know, I get it if this guy tore into it and he couldn't get this particular part apart. Every, everybody and, tears stuff down different. Like, yeah. Dad and I always laugh. Like, core motors or whatever, we're buying blocks or something, this, that, and the other. You know, we always get this guy, hey, I got this DT-466 block. You interested in it? Just, you know, I, I was going through blah, 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 salvage yard, and they had one sitting there. I bought it. Okay. I, I disassembled it. Well, that's neat. You, you threw the main caps away or, you know, you, you didn't put them back on. Like, it's just random shit here and there. We did this. Uh, we went ahead and knocked all the cam bearings out of it. or we, we It's like, 
just bring it to me the way right. it was. Like exactly. <laughs> you know, they really feel like they're doing something on some of that. It's like, yeah, you you really didn't, but okay. I mean, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I and I can't imagine what some of these dealerships, you know, that are moving hundreds of tractors through mm-hmm. a year. Some of the stuff that they see, I just can't fathom. And I I would get more aggravated, and I guess I shouldn't. It ain't mine, but just some of the flat neglect. Yes. That would just drive yeah. me up a wall. I mean, there, There is a lot of flat neglect. And apparently, I'm one of the few people in this world that does this. But, like, when I'm running a piece of equipment, I usually I'll either type it in my phone or put it on a notepad. Hey, need to need to need to fix this. And it might be some trinkety little deal that really doesn't affect the performance of it. But I want it all fixed and sometimes i get to all that and sometimes i don't but i've made a mental mental note of it or i have it written down that i need to you know this latch is broke or you know whatever that needs adjusted something that said i try to get all that stuff in in the winter some point in time and go through it fix that up obviously not everybody's doing that no no i see guys that literally different people that i've either met on the road or have stopped by their house and it's like i can tell from here that that wheel bearing is either out yeah. or completely loose just by the way the, the wheels leaning yeah exactly and you yeah. come back the next year and it pretty much looks the same nothing's looks changed nope. didn't have time to fix it but nope, it's, we're nursing it by yep but i've seen you doing 400 other things that you probably shouldn't have been doing while you could have been fixing that particular yeah. wheel not, but not to knock livestock guys but there's a lot of them that are like the worst uh, like dairy farmers and loader tractors Hey, the wheel fell off this tractor. Okay. Yeah. Got some twine around it. Cut the seal. Well, when was that? Um, 1984. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you ever put any oil on it? Nope. We've just been running it. But we got to have it back by four. Right. we got to scrape the lot again. <laughs> we got to have this tractor. We can't be without it. Well, if you're going to take that shitty a care of it, buy two. Yeah. Like, have another exactly. one that you can scrape the lot with. So you, if you're going to completely neglect them, like, yeah. You just see some of that stuff that literally you know has been wrong with that tractor for, oh, for, for a, sure. For a decade. Yeah. You know, but we've just been nursing it by and, and now it's completely just physically won't move. You know, my brother always tells me this. It's like a bunch of that shit and the newer stuff ought to be linked to the air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. As soon as. Whatever problem happens, bam, it kills the air conditioner. Because yeah. then you're going to get a phone call. Yeah, yeah. Can yep. you imagine now if your if your service intervals like grease in your tractor yep. was based on your yep. air conditioner or your auto steer? Yeah, it's like can't plant. You know, yep. till you hit her with the grease. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like up. Oh, you, you say you haven't changed the the oil in your ADR. Yep, the air conditioner's not going to work till you do. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And I I think dairy farms now. I mean, I'm not saying dairy farming is good because I don't follow the milk price. I know there's been ups and downs, but you know, crop farming has been you know pretty decent for yeah. a few years now. But it seems like now a lot of the guys, at least around here, don't have quite as rough as equipment on dairy no, farms. What they no, do. like, they, we were they, in we high school. I mean, there were guys that had loader tractors, especially yeah. and shit hauling tractors. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that thing hasn't been good since Moby Dick was a no. minnow. You bought and, a new seventy one thirty and you hooked it on a shit spreader, and it has not been off there for twenty five years. <laughs> yeah. Never been washed. I mean, nothing. Yeah. Just beat to shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I don't blame. I mean, but they're getting got to have it back by noon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, stuff to do. And it's like. 
you're going to have to pull some maintenance somewhere or have extra stuff. Yeah. I realize a livestock farm takes a ton of tractors because yeah. I, for one, I don't unhook shit. I right. despise it. And so you, if, if I had a livestock farm, I don't know how many tractors I'd have to have. <laughs> we got a shitload now. Yeah. I don't know how many I'd have to have to run a livestock farm. Probably around 100. Yeah. But you you got to do a little bit of something there once in a while or have a spare that can fill in here or there whatnot. I was always very forgiving on the dairy guys, especially. Yeah. The beef cattle, still forgiving, but it's like, you know, there you could feed your cows at 8 o'clock this morning or yeah. you could stretch it out till 10 if yeah. you had to change your oil. You know, I get it. But dairy, it's like 4 o'clock, yeah. 4 o'clock, we're milking. I mean, yeah. right or wrong, don't matter, rain or shine, we're milking at 4 and 4. And this I, shit's got to run. I get that, but you've got to have a spare in there somewhere. <laughs> like, you know, you can't have just one one tractor that's got a grind feed, scrape yeah. the lot, you know, do all the, yep. run the TMR, run this, like, we're switching that thing right. 40 times a day, every day. Like, yep. you're going to have to have, a, have something else I mean, I got a there. cousin, and I hope he's listening, because he's a great guy, dairy farm for years, and I'm not knocking what he did, or, I mean, he actually took care of tractors, but he had a Heston tractor that ran until yeah. he broke it in half. Yeah, literally. <laughs> run, literally picked it up in two pieces. With a full bucket of lime, running crossways <laughs> across the field, over chisel plowed ground. Yes. But that tractor had how many hours? I mean, it, it had a bajillion hours on it. I mean, uh, the bucket had been extended, and it didn't have the braces on it because that didn't make it turn quite as short. <laughs> that was, and, what, a 666? And the, yeah, and the hired man ran crossways across some chisel plow ground and literally broke it in half. <laughs> and he was one of the few dairy farmers. That he actually did maintain yeah. the equipment. I mean, it may not have looked the prettiest, yeah. but he maintained it. I mean, he really did. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that tractor, I wouldn't even want to guess how many hours that tractor had on it. It was oh, a fucking gosh. shitload. It was a bunch, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it it never ceases to amaze me. I, I mean, I could tell you some stories on guys. It's just like, I mean, I had a guy one time take a almost brand new tractor out to his pond was froze over, drove it out there and slammed the bucket down to break the ice. But he drove all the way out in the pond to do it. Had it submerged in water up to the, you know, it was running through the cab. This thing's got like 10 hours on it. Like, yeah, I, yeah I, that just... Well, the cow's got a drink. I'm like, I get that, but could you break the edge? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. They don't. They're not going all the way out there. <laughs> right. You know, they're not Nancy Kerrigan. They're not. They're not doing figure eights skiing out there. Right. Like, they just want to go to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Told me one time that you won't believe what that tractor will pull if you hook something to the bucket, raise it way up, pick the whole back of the tractor off the ground, and just pull it off the front wheels. It's like, man, you can really push them in. That thing will haul the mail then. I'm like, because he had a, a well guy that got stuck, yeah. and he was dragging him out just on the front wheels of the tractor, the whole back of the tractor off the ground. I'm like, yeah, it really wasn't made for that. Like, See, I so we got that 6430. It was bought new in 2009. And, and I get it. Every farm has one tractor that's kind of the redheaded yeah. stepchild that gets yeah. beat to shit. That's been ours. 2,400 hours, maybe not even that many, but looks like it's been through a war zone. I get it. But that's kind of, you know, that's not a main tractor we're farming yeah. with. But, you know, and I see it on TikTok and even at the deer dealership and all this. I know these are tractors that are your main tractors yeah. to farm with. It's like, how did you rip the headliner and punch the radio out of this yeah. thing? What yeah. scenario caused yeah. all this shit to go wrong? I, I don't get it. That always amazes me. It's like, what? At what point in the day did you say, you know what, that speaker's in my way? How about I tear the cover off of it, rip the speaker out of it, and just throw the radio the radio on the floor? Yeah. Like, radios just don't yeah. fall out. I've never had that scenario. No, never had that problem. But I'm like, the speaker cover's broke. Like, at what point did you jump up in this tractor and knock the speaker cover out of it, poke yeah. a hole in the speaker, and then tear the radio out? Like, 
Yeah, I, I do not understand. I, I get it. If it's the shit, door side, your pliers you. caught the plastic, it cracked it. Totally understand. Yeah. But I've seen some of this. And I'm like, what did you physically do yeah. to do this? Yeah. And that's another thing. You just reminded me of that. I would like one engineer to get a tractor with a pair of pliers on or in the plier holder on a pair of you know work jeans and move that shit out of the way. I agree. I get damn tired of having to set my pliers in the cup holder. And there again, I'm, I'm probably the only guy doing this because yeah. I don't want to scratch up the surface sure. there or cut the seat. And then next thing you know, you hop out. God damn, where's my pliers? They're in, the, the pliers. they're in the cab. Yep. Now I got to run back there. I you know I hopped in a truck to move it to, yep. to move something to a different farm. Shit, ain't got my pliers. They're in the cab of that tractor, you know. I've never experienced this, but the Alexion guys say there's a, they got a damn it wrench. I guess to get any shield off of Alexion combine, you got to have a special wrench. To unlock okay. it to get it off, and they call it the damn it wrench because it stays in the cab, and you get out to take the shield off. Where's the wrench? Damn it, it's in the cab. <laughs> so they call it the damn it wrench. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I haven't had to do that. I'll have to look into that. Luckily, on the deer combines for on the the uh, six the, on the first S series and the seventy series, you always had to have like a pocket knife to get a, a couple of shields, not all, but a couple of them. Yeah, off. Where now they've at least went to like a wing nut. Style, you can at least get yeah. it off with your fingers, but yeah, it's like shit like that. It's like you know, I mean, at that point in time, if you've took the time to take the shield off, whatever it took you to get it off, that's on you. Yeah, well, you know, why do we need lawyers at this point locking this shield off? I mean, well, that's what cracks me up about you know, okay, a fourteen sixty <laughs> to a twenty five eighty eight is essentially very similar. Well, we added a shitload of shields in there. Yeah, a varying degrees of difficulty to get on and off back on whatever of course it also took how many series to make all four panels flip out which yeah. boggles my feeble little mind that you didn't walk up to that the first day and be like well, we're gonna make all that shit hinge nope that that struggle bust and i can assure you there's not an engineer at case ih that's over 510 because even the new shit i hit my head on this every day in the fall and my brother laughs at me every time because he's shorter than i am I whack my head, because they do fold out like they should, but I hit my head on that son of a bitch every time, and I'm like, could we not give this a couple yeah. more inches? Like, the average height of the American, like, can we clear a guy that's six four, six five, and then most people are okay? I must be right at the limit. But I hit my head on that shit all the time. Yeah. It drives me up the wall. And what pisses me off even worse, though, like when you're talking about shield height, is the the hoods. Like on a four-wheel drive John Deere tractor, it takes like six people to get one open. If, yeah. Especially if it's got some age and the cylinders are getting weak. Yes. What is the deal with that? I mean. The guy that came up with those little gas air hydraulic cylinders, those things suck. They've always sucked. They're always going to go bad. What a pain in the ass. <clears throat> in the pulling world, you've been able to flip a switch and open a hood for yeah. how many years? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you get $400,000 for this tractor. I want to hit a switch, and the hood just goes straight up. Well, it's clear out of the way. Clear out of the way. It costs like 500 bucks to do that. Get the hell out of your way. Oh, no. No, we're going to tilt it with these cylinders that are going to go bad, and you still can't get to anything. Yeah. How about it just goes up out of your way or rolls off? Like, 2 plus 2 had it figured out. Yeah. <clears throat> 2 plus 2 yeah. clear out of your way. Yeah. Wasn't that hard. And nowadays, that stuff's even easier because you don't have a, an exhaust pipe. Yeah. Up there in, in the middle like in you your did way. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. But it's funny how companies view that. Like, 66 stuff gets ragged on because you can't get to the air filter without taking the hood off. 
They did that on purpose because people were over-servicing the air cleaners. They were blowing them out all the time, blowing holes in them on 56s and 06s where you could just take that little panel off and get it out. So they said, we'll just put it behind the hood, full well knowing that farmers, well, one, the hoods don't fit for shit, and two, farmers are not going to ever take the hood off. So then you get the flip side of it where the it's got an air filter in it from 74, and it's 1994, yeah. and nobody's ever changed it Yep, because they don't want to take the hood off, but... But, yeah, that, that's what just drives me nuts, though, that when you spend this much money on new machinery with all these stupid bells and whistles, you know, the seat in a John Deere tractor can adjust 500 different ways. Yeah. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Make something easy. The hood that opens with the press of a button. Yeah. What's another 500 bucks on a $400,000 tractor? You, you brought up seats, which just irritates the bejesus out of me. Put the switch on the inside or the outside of the armrest where I can raise it up and down. I don't want to reach between my legs. I don't want to... Fish down the side where I can't see. Give it to me where I can get to it. I agree. It, you already made it super complicated. It's expensive. Put the switch where I can actually see the damn thing. Hell, put it in the monitor. If I adjust the air conditioner, it tells me on the monitor, let me air the seat up from there. Anything other than having it wedged down the side where I've already got my water cooler or, you know, a yep. roll of paper towels, a hammer, whatever. Yep. Put the switch where you can actually get to the damn thing. It's not that hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, and it always killed me how, like on a combine, on a 70 series, you know, the the seat raise up and down was on the outside of the left armrest, mm-hmm. which was fine Yeah, until your wife and kids get in there. Then your kids are constantly pushing the button going through the field. <laughs> yeah. You know, put it over on my side where nobody else can touch it. Yeah. I mean, we got 5,000 buttons over here, and then we got 5,000 other caps with no buttons in them. Yeah. Just put one in there. Yeah. This says seat. Not, not a that, universal symbol, just yeah, a seat. Just a seat. Up, <laughs> down. Yeah, not that hard. Yeah, some of those features on a seat, I, I haven't really figured it out. I hopped in the green cart tractor to move it. It was this fall or last fall. And I'm assuming it was my nephew who had found a way to lock the seat down. And I don't know if he did it on purpose, but, like, it had half the travel it was supposed to have. Like, I'm airing this thing up. It won't go up. I'm like, God dang it, the seat's broken, this thing. What the hell happened? Then I finally flipped one of the 4,000 levers between my legs. Poof, up it goes. I'm like, yeah. and half that stuff you rub with your leg when you go to turn. Next thing you know, it's not oscillating anymore. It's not doing this. It's not doing that, yeah. which some of that I wouldn't give the option. Seat should oscillate. Don't even give me the option to lock it out. You go to lock that out. Nope. It just, a big warning light comes up, says, you are too dumb to run this tractor. Please exit the vehicle. Yeah. yeah. You go back and forth. All I need is the backrest, fore and aft, up and down, maybe a touch of lumbar, maybe. That's it. I don't need this spring ride that I can adjust it, so now it's a little more firm on the up and down or here, you know, just make it simple. Just like one that didn't leak off. Yeah. That'd be neat. Quit using push-to-leak connections in those and just screw it together with something you could get to. You ever tried to work on a seat? Oh, they're terrible. Had one that was leaking a few years ago. It's awful. I just dealt with that in the last couple of days. I'm like, what a pain in the ass. You can't get to it with your hands, so you got to reach in there with needle-nose pliers. That's great. Now you just pinch the line, so now the line's junk. Yeah. Spectacular. I mean, and they literally weigh 700 pounds. Oh, my gosh. It is unbelievable what a seat and a tractor weighs. And they're $4,000, because at some point in time, you're like, well, I'll just shit can it and buy a new one. Nope, can't do it, because it's half the value of the tractor in the seat. Yeah. Okay. Well, you think if it's that expensive, we just make the thing to last. Like, I had one a, a few years ago that got to squeaking. It said over the winter, had a squeak in it. Try to get that out of an air ride seat. Oh, I imagine. Oh, my gosh. I sprayed and sprayed and sprayed. I finally got it out of there. But holy shit. Yeah. 
and we're going to use all these stupid little push rivet deals that always break. You don't have them. Try to get them from anybody. Like it's never the right size. <sighs> and yeah. the, the funny part is, is looking back, and maybe it's because we were younger. Take you know, take a ten sixty six, whatever. Take your pick. You know, I'm not saying them seats were the most comfortable in the world, but I remember remember getting off one of them tractors and being like, "God damn, my back hurts." Or yeah. I mean, it got the job done. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like it was awful. No, I'm I mean, with you. <laughs> it uh, it does baffle me a little bit on that. Like my pickup truck's got how many thousand miles on it? See, that not broken it. Yeah, <laughs> you right. Know? But this other one, uh, yeah. nah, it's not really going to function. Uh, sure, the tractor's four hundred grand, but uh, the seat's going to go to shit yeah. in like five hundred hours. Yeah. Once again, instead of a four thousand dollars seat, give me a three thousand dollars seat, and then a hood that lifts out of the way when I push the button. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm willing yeah. to make the trade that I can actually get to something on. Yeah, yeah. Or the original eight thousand series deer, where the hood didn't even come off, unless you wanted to, you know, make it like an old '66 yeah. series international, where it was a complete pain in the ass to get it off. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about the ones that uh, tilt and that. We'll try to get those actually off. That is a pain in the ass. you got to have a, you know, a forklift that will go 30 foot in the air and some straps and hope like hell you don't crack it, break it, put a way in it, build something into it where I can hook into it and get the damn thing off yeah. with a forklift if that's, how, if that's the procedure we're going down. Yeah, baffles me a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Could be simpler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how. I mean, I, they they couldn't make this shit any more complicated. I mean, they those tried, gas shocks are a huge pain in my ass. Oh, they're like, awful. Try to change those out on like a two seventy five Magnum. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm physically too big to do it. I had to put my brother in there on top of the engine, and basically put a hook in his ass and hold him up off of it so he didn't break everything laying on top of it to get. And then we put them on. Like three days later, now eh, they're kind of half ass bad again already. It's like, well, that's great. Like our ninety four sixty R. You know, them hoods on them things are gargantuan. Mm-hmm. There is no way. One of these 70-year-old guys with all this paid-for land that's farming by himself is opening that hood by himself. It, it yeah. is not happening. I'm I'm not Hulk Hogan by any means, but it's a struggle to get him open yeah. sometimes. There's love, no way. I love my 9,000 series staggers, and those are the the most functional hood there ever was, and there's no gas shocks in that. It's just springs. But you got to be a little bit of a uh, big old boy to get that thing tilted. Like, you're going to sure. get a run at that. I mean, I can do it, but... But I'm also fat, so yeah. <laughs> the thinner guy is gonna gonna hang back on that thing like he's trying to do chin ups <clears throat> yeah. for the Marine Corps and probably not get it open. Yeah. But at least you can get to something once it is open. But it's a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, they've I, they've just they've took this shit too far. They they really truly have. I feel like I, unless you're rolling this shit every year. It it just becomes a bigger pain in the ass the well, longer it goes on. I mean that's how it's set up for. Like it is roll it all the time and let the dealer worry about it. They'll take care of it and they got somebody to do it or a team of people to do it and Yeah. They don't want you opening the hood. No, they don't. Yeah. And where's it gonna be in another ten years? Of course oh my. the cabs won't be on you know, it'll be all be Yeah. Automated. Hey, just look like air filter housings. Twenty one eighty eight, never plugs an air filter, metal housing. Never goes bad. Those latches last forever. We're going to upgrade that to this plastic one that really doesn't seal. It's going to, you're going to pull a filter out of it every day or two. It kind of sucks. It's never really going to go back how it should. You got to have it orientated just right, this, that, and the other. Just give me the metal housing that doesn't break. It's not that hard. 
like I said, you're you're not cost reducing this combine in my favor. You might be cheaping it up so you can make more margin on it. Yeah, but making it more functional was never in their wheelhouse. I almost think at the end of the day, it's not cheapening it up; it's staying under inflation. You know what I mean? It's like well, this yeah. this combine went up five percent, so now we got to knock five percent of the shit off of it, and make yeah. it even cheaper. Yeah, to because it, it damn sure ain't got nothing to do with quality. No, I mean, could, no, could you imagine if you could take a class? nine combine by today's standards what it will do in the field but build it from the same materials that they were building combines from in the 70s and 80s yeah i mean it lasts forever wouldn't it i mean probably too heavy to cross a bridge but it would could be, be but it, it, it i would, mean uh, it'd be badass yeah well <clears throat> and back in the day i'm gonna say u.s companies in general tried to simplify things and make them very efficient. Yeah. And now we have adopted a more European mentality of where we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we've complicated the shit out of stuff that didn't really need to be complicated. Right. If you look at, pick either brand, you know, John Deere, I'm going to say before the rotors come out, you know, a 9610, whatever, and like a 21, 2388 case, that was about where the clusterfuck started, started. Yeah. and from there you know and, and maybe back then you looked at it and thought man this thing's a nightmare but things had advanced enough that you'd got rid of some belts and some chains yeah they weren't hard to work on wasn't a lot of computers on them yeah it was kind of right in the middle but man after that it just went electronic but i think some of that shit they <clears throat> they wanted to have to go back to the dealer yeah but that's great other than a lot of the dealer guys that are there very, they're not there very long, like, because they can go make more money doing something else. Right. So, once they get efficient at some of that, well, they've moved on. They work for, you know, their alignment now, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, whatever, yep. pick your job, yep. you know, but they're doing something else that's not even related to working on combines that, that paid more, some factory, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, so then you end up in a giant cluster or, the guys that were trained on those when they were new have retired, moved on, something or another. Well, now you got this other guy who's a perfectly good guy in his own right. I don't really know shit about it. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of that, that's where the manufacturers w- were able to get lazy. When we were kids, there was an IH and a John Deere dealership every 10 miles yeah. where we live. I'm not saying West yeah. Texas, where now there's been so much consolidation. Yeah. They can look at the numbers and be like, well, Really, this is a clusterfuck to work on. What's the guy going to do? Because his closest yeah. IH dealers, forty-five miles away. Yeah, we know he's going to keep buying green. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so they were able to get by with a lot of that shit because they knew you weren't going to switch anyway. Yeah, couldn't if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right there. I don't know. This consolidation has fucked this country in every industry. I don't care if it's livestock, farm machinery, trucking, well, on and on and on. Just I like mean, we said in the last one, the Anheuser Busch deal, like. If Imbev didn't own them, we're not having this conversation. Like if it's still Anheuser Busch, it's not a problem. Yeah, Augie Bush wouldn't have signed off on no. that. No, but here we are. Where I mean, and as much as I'm not a deer guy, I understand why some guys are because like they're like the last American company. Yeah, damn near. You know, right? We got Ford because you can't count Chevy. The government owns them more or less. We've got Ford and Deer. What else do we have? Yeah, I mean, 
Not very in, much. In, in the in the mechanical world, like, not much. You know, G might still be G. I don't know if they are. And that's not really mechanical stuff, but, right. you know, what I'm saying, like, nuts and bolts of stuff. Like, we, we're, we're about out of American-owned companies, sadly enough. Hell, I showed you, well, it's probably been a year ago now, I've got them old Prairie Farmer magazines from the 70s and 80s, and one page there in the back said, you know, yeah. contact your local international dealer, and just in the state of Illinois, it was probably yeah. 50 or more. I mean, it was yeah. a fucking shitload. We had one in Sturtson at one time. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, they were literally a, a every... town of 600 people yeah. now, or 750 now or whatever, so I, back then it was probably... 400 yeah you know they were every 20 miles back yes. in roughly yeah which you i mean you weren't willing to drive that far in a model t or whatever you're in but yeah it the consolidation thing yeah there's some benefits you know they can have a guy that's really good at precision stuff and he service he's he's three he works for three or four dealers of that network and he's really good he's also really busy you can't get a hold of him blah 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 whatever and he's also not going to be there next year. Right. If he's really good, Ag Leader's going to hire him. Raven's going to hire him. Somebody somebody else, the local co-op that does that stuff on the side, they're going to hire him. Somebody's going to pay him more than he's getting at Deer, Case, Agco, wherever. He's not going to be there in two years. Yep. I mean, I, I assume that's not just me, but that's been my experience. Like, that guy's not going to be there long term. Yep. Like, so I, it, and I know COVID has it. skewed it. And, you know, there's so many people switching jobs now. But in the last three years at our local John Deere dealer, I have seen more people come through that shop, yeah. come and go, than what I've seen in the last 15 combined. Well, it's I been mean, pretty easy to switch. and It has. You know, well, I can make more at a truck shop, or I can yep. make more doing this. And and I get it. Hats off to them. Like, I'm not knocking the individual sure. for that. you got to do what's best for you and your family. But as a consumer, on the on the backside of it, pretty frustrating like it is i've seen a lot of good mechanics out here at our local deer store that you know the, run into them like yeah you know i'm gonna be leaving here in four or five days or whatever it's like god damn it you know yeah. just finally got one guy that i could trust yeah you know next thing you know they're going to a an asphalt company yeah to just change oil and all the trucks all yep. their trucks and equipment yep because it's menial work but it pays way better and it's not see there's no there's no season to it. There's no, I mean, there is kind of a season to that, but not near like farming. It's not, they're still going to quit at next number of time in the day. Yep. They don't have to do stuff after hours, et cetera. It's, yeah, like, his phone is ringing at nine yeah. o'clock at night that my combines broke down. Yeah, yep. exactly. And it just, it's tough to, it's tough to make that work. Yeah. Right? I don't know where it's going to be in a few years. I mean, well, I'm running out of people willing to do anything with their hands. Yeah. I mean, that, let's just face it. That's where we're at. And that's where it's going to force us to electric. I firmly believe that. And a fully autonomous tractor because I have nobody that can work. You know, yeah. so, so take a guy like me that doesn't have family, a dad, whatever, passing this down. You know, if I wanted to get into farming today, I got to I gotta buy it. Yeah. Plain and simple. Do you think it's a very good idea for me to go, and let's just say the farm that we farm now, at the bare minimum, buy it at all, a couple tractors, a combine, a planter, a couple field cultivators, Six hundred thousand. I mean, six hundred thousand don't get you shit now. No as far as shit. buying yeah. grain trucks, no, you know, whatever to farm. It's not like we're huge farmers, but it takes yeah. a machinery to farm thirteen hundred. Yeah. So, do you jump in and say, "Okay, I'm going to bare bones it as best I can and spend six hundred thousand? That's my budget. I might go a little bit over, but I'm damn sure probably not going to be under that. Yeah. 
and then in 10 years, most of that machinery is obsolete because now it's all went autonomous. Yeah. You you got to factor that in because yeah. you know, people say, well, it's not going to be there. My local John Deere dealer told me they're going to have five autonomous tractors this year. Really? So that means they'll probably have 10 next year and 30 the next, right? Yeah, probably so. So why would I go buy a million dollars worth of machinery that in 15 years or less, or about, about the time I get it paid for, I can't give it away because it's all autonomous now? Yeah. Why would you want that? I mean, no, you're you're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Sadly enough, it, you know, I'm I'm more of the other mentality. It's like, well, I don't need another truck, but I kind of think I ought to buy one before well, I can still get one that burns gas or diesel. Right. <laughs> I think about just buying one and just storing it away because sure. I don't want an electric yep. one. But well, and I'll preface this by saying that the the deer dealer out here, the way I understood it, it's not the. It's it's an eighty two eighty five R, but nobody's setting it. You know, it's not a, yeah. a fully electric. But yeah, I mean, I know where you're at. I, you know, I got a customer that's wanting to to go to the autonomous grain cart tractor. Sure, like you know, willing to spend some money on the technology because he didn't have a guy to run that. He's like, oh, I can right. I can spend money on that, and when I'm done, I don't have to pay him the rest of the right. year because I can't get a guy that's good enough. Yep, and to me, for, that's the, that's the first help. step. It's like because you you can't just kill this now, or it kind of screws you as a company. Use the tractor that you got. We'll make it autonomous. Mm-hmm. But the next generation is going to be there's no cab or nothing on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And, and it's already here. And these guys that, oh, that's never going to catch on. I'm telling you, it's going to catch on. It's going to catch on fast. And this is where when we were kids, a 3,000-acre farmer was huge. Yeah. Now, 6,000 is huge. Yeah. That's where the 6,000 is going to go to 12,000. Yeah. And it, it it's just the way it is. I yeah. Mean, Roundup and big equipment has made it way easier to be it way has. big. Yeah. So I think your only option now is going to be you back down and farm a couple, 300 acres if you like farming, and you're going to have to do something else, or you're going to have to go full scale the other way. Cause, yeah, you may be right. I mean, for a guy like me, you know, I don't have a dad that's yeah. going to leave it to me. Yeah. So I'm at a crossroads. It's yeah. either quit farming here in the next year or two or – well, he tried to leave you a hammer, but you couldn't carpenter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. So, I mean, I've got some big decisions to make. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. It. Yeah, uh, you know, I I figure every generation has had similar issues, but I don't think they're as manifested as as grandiose scale as we're at now. Like, I agree. It's it's a way way bigger deal. Before, now, let's just. Take it clear back to the 1920s. You know, pick your year. It's like, okay, I'm farming with horses now. Man, I'd sure like to have a tractor. Don't know if I can swing it. You know, that's just for the BTOs of the day. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if I took that jump, I'm still in the game. I can probably overcome this yeah. and move forward. What do you think happened to horse sales in 1920? I mean, I I mean th- I'm yeah, being serious. I got to think at some point in time they crashed. I mean. They were obsolete, right? Yeah. So... If the government gets their way, an electric driverless tractor is going to be the next generation. Yeah. I'm firmly convinced of that. So yeah. is this tractor that I just bought three years ago and gave $300,000 for it, is it going to be worth one hundred fifty now? Because what the fuck are you going to do with it? Nobody wants it. Yeah. The BTO down the road farming 20,000 acres, he can't get nobody to drive it anyway, I mean, so he'll we, drive we the electric. We kind of see that now. Like, big-time guys, if they're going to buy a 600-horse four-wheel drive, they don't. They're not buying a used one. They're buying a new one. So what are you going to do when you, when when they return their twenty? 
Where do those 20 go? Okay. Well, you know, I don't really need one. I can get by with 400 horse, but the 600 horse really isn't that much more. So I'll go ahead and take it. But you, you start running out of that trickle down on places to go with that. Like you've seen that a ton in planters. Like deer was all pounding their chest, 48 row, bower built, big time planters, right? Then they're like, holy shit, we can't sell these 48 rows to anybody on the second or third tier down. If I drop a 48 row off at your house, what the hell are you going to do with it? Yeah. You oh, yeah. How do you think they could pull it? You don't, you can't pull it. It won't fit in half your fields. Like, okay, no. shit. So that's where they kind of re, you know, regrouped and said, we're going to go 24 fast. Yep. Cause that's better than 48 slow. Yep. Most guys, I could get by with a 24. It'd be a little unhandy and so, but I could manage it. You know, I bought a 24. I couldn't get it in my fields. Sure. Whenever took it to the field. Like yep. my brother, bet damn near it rolled it driving it out of the, the parking lot. Yeah. Went to the farm, like can't get it around there. It's like, Test run it a couple of fields. Like, yeah, we got to get rid of this thing. Yep. Like, it physically won't fit. Like, we can't get it in and out. We have to put in all new driveways, so on and so forth. Like, we don't yep. We don't really. I just bought it because it was priced right, but I couldn't use it, yep. you know? So, I mean, the way I look at it, uh, let's just say right here where we particularly live, you're a BTO and you farm 8,000 acres. Mm-hmm. Out of the 8,000, you own 300. Yep. Okay. I've got a $3 million grain set up. I got a... $2 million shop, I got semis, I got all this stuff, but I can't find nobody to drive my tractors. Yeah. I got to keep farming 8,000 acres because I'm I've trying to pay this, for all this I'll shit. I'll get all this infrastructure. Yeah. So, you know what? Damn it. I'll take the autonomous because yeah. I can drive six of them now and get the same thing done or this little four-row planter because yeah. that's all I need now because it's going to run 24 hours a day. I don't need a 24-row yeah. now. Yeah. I have a little four-row high speed and it just goes all night long while I'm sleeping. Yeah. Off it. Yeah. It's off and running. So, to me, I think that's that's where it's going. I, I can't quit and get out because I built a new house at my exactly. And I don't want to move. Yep. So I can't just sell all this shit and go on. Yeah. And so it's going to be here faster than people want to admit. I don't give a shit what they say on TikTok. It'll never happen. I will assure you, tractors that can drive themselves through the field and whatever is going to happen. Anytime they tell you it's never going to happen, you can about guarantee it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Unfortunately. Yep, and everybody, oh, what if the field cultivator wads up? There's ways around that. There's cameras. There's whatever. If it wads up, they'll fix it to the next day. Exactly. Just as you'll, you'll hook you'll okay, so, autonomous yeah, field so out there to fix it. I've got eight of them, so this one balled up, so it just stops. Well, these others, they yeah. go ahead and get the field done, and then I just go out there and tell this one, okay, just drag it out and finish yeah. the pass, and I'll move you all to the next field. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming. I mean. Yeah, it's Faster than we want it to, um, or faster than I want it to, anyway. When a robot can hang drywall and put milkers on a cow, yeah. it can yeah. drive a field cultivator. Yeah. Trust me. Exactly. Yeah. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. That's that's where the world's at these days. Yeah. So, I mean, I really can't tell you if I'll be farming in two years or five years. Or... And it's, it's a little bit mind-boggling to think that that's where we're at. And then you look around the world and think that some of these guys would be tickled to death with it with an Aiden Ford. Yeah. Yeah, we we've all seen the TikToks of these guys in India on a little massive tractor yeah. with literally three thousand bales of hay behind it riding a wheelie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Stop the break to turn. Yeah. A forty twenty would be off. like light years ahead yes. of what they're doing. Yes. I mean. Especially with a side console. Yeah. <laughs> Power shift. Yeah. Then they then they'd have it all. They don't even know what they're missing. Yeah. yeah. They're just glad to have something with an engine. Yeah. Like, they were using oxen right before that, you know, or yep. whatever, you know. And I'm not being mean about it, but it's the truth of no. the matter. Like, yep. And look at it now, you know. Look at the political mess we're in. You know, OPEC got a shitload of production. 
if diesel fuel gets to ten, twelve dollars a gallon, you'll take the electric one then. Yeah, I mean it, that's just the way it's going to be. You know, people can fight it all they want, but at the end of the day, economics will win. I'm not saying electric is a way to go. I'm not saying it's going to be the holy grail. You know, I don't know what electricity will cost then, but I'm just telling you. When diesel fuel is ten dollars a gallon, and you can't find a guy to put in the seat, you'll take the autonomous one well, if you're farming. Well, I the electric is going to be dirt cheap between wind and solar. Oh, it should by all means, practically yeah. free. I mean, other than yeah. the millions and billions of dollars we're going to spend on subsidies to try to make yeah. that work. Even though your taxes have went up yeah. ninefold, yeah, but you yeah. don't factor that in. Mm-mm. Back to the battery thing. Why don't they make batteries for tractors like Milwaukee's? I agree. Click, done. Pop, done. Seems like you could. Even if you had to use a forklift, if it was big, if it was the size of this desk. I mean, seriously. It shouldn't have to be that big, though. Like, no. Just pop it in and out. It just quick connects. Just works. Seems like that would be easier. Lithium ion. I've yeah. said it before. If Milwaukee would make a car tomorrow, there'd be a shitload of people to buy yeah. one. They're anti-electric vehicles. Yeah. I might buy one. I might buy one, too. <laughs> just to see what it would do. I come to the point now. I'm almost embarrassed by how much of that shit I have. Like I, I feel like I'm. I know it's not like Milwaukee's pad in my pocket, but right. I'm, I'm pretty dired. Milwaukee. As long like, as you charge yeah. them with like a diesel generator, yeah. how, you're good. How quick did they take that market over? Like, oh, it was, yeah. I mean, and there's really not much they don't make. Like, I don't need. I just saw a video yesterday. They got this deal now. You slide a bolt through it, and it'll clip it off. You screw a nut right on it. Allegedly from the video. I don't know that I need that. But I can tell you I'm going to own one. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to shorten some bolts just for the sheer fun of doing it. Uh-huh. If that thing works as good as they say it and does. And you're going like, to go in front of your shop with your heated coat from Milwaukee, yeah. and you're going to cut this bolt and run it in with your Milwaukee yeah. Impact. I mean, you're going to do it all. The heated coat is one thing I don't have. I bought one for my brother. I don't wear coats in general because I'm fat, and I don't need the insulation. I, I, I've got it built in. But I about got everything else, and it's like, man, damn, yeah. I, I kind of want I kind of want that bolt cutter. I don't know that I need it, but I I really want one. That I would be lost without a cordless impact. Mm. I would be lost. That's made my job so much better. Yep. Like dragging an air hose around. Oh my god! Is a novelty now. And like, listen to them loud. I only do that if I'm pumping up a tire. Yeah. And half the time I do that with a Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I could drag a hose out there. Or I could just hook this on, go back in the shop. It'll be pumped up when I'm done because I can preset it. It'll just be pumped up and I'm, and it'll be good. Yep. I, it's going to take it a while, but I don't have to drag a hose out. Yeah. And truthfully, all these people that are pissed at Bud Light, a lot of farmers probably mm-hmm. got Milwaukee too. They should have switched to old Milwaukee just just because it's similar. Similar, yeah. You know I mean? No doubt. Get some red rockets. Yeah. Have my red leaf blower out here <laughs> blowing the driveway yeah. off. <laughs> yep. It is. It's good shit. It is good it, shit. It is. Yeah, it is good. And stuff. it goes for all of them. Snap. No, I don't do. I don't do any Dewalt tools. But like Snap on. I mean, they've got good cordless. The, the, where Milwaukee's you know. killing everybody else is the fact that they make everything takes the same battery and they make literally everything you might want. Right. And it's consumer. Like you yeah. can go to Home Depot or yeah. I don't know which store exactly. But you, you know, know Snap on's good good stuff. But okay, you've got an impact, a sawzall, a drill, and you're about done. Well, you can't use that battery in your leaf blower, your weed eater, this, right. that, and the other. Like the smartest thing Snap On could do was was it would be switch all their tools to take Milwaukee batteries. Yeah, for sure. I'd buy their impacts if they took Milwaukee batteries. Yep, their impact might be better. I don't know, and I'll never know. Now I had a shitload of them back in the day. I'll never know again unless the status quo changes. Yeah, because 
all my shit takes Milwaukee stuff now. Like, yep. Well, and say you're a guy that was, you know, kind of a gearhead growing up, but now you've got a factory job somewhere, but you still tinker around with cars. You can go to your local hardware store, whatever, and buy Milwaukee, unless yeah. the snap-on truck is coming yeah. through urban yeah. town somewhere. Yeah. You're not buying it. I mean, you're, yeah. you know. I mean, gripes, I've got, I mean, I have a Milwaukee fan sits in front of my fireplace. I don't turn the fan on that's built into the fireplace because <laughs> yeah. it's too loud. I turn the Milwaukee right. one on and recharge the battery and plug it, you know, clip a new one on it to blow the heat out because, frankly, it works better and it's, it doesn't make any noise. Right. You know? And the funny part is, and you can see how psychology works. So take a Tesla car, for example, now. It's like, you know, if I was to buy one, that would probably be the one yeah. versus anybody else. But it's still like, well, yeah, don't really want one. But if Milwaukee made a car tomorrow, you would be more tempted to I'd buy tempted. it than yeah. any other electric vehicle. Does it come with a free hat or shirt? Exactly. <laughs> I know. That, then, then I'm in. Exactly. Then I'm in. Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong there. Like. I'd be lost without the Milwaukee stuff. I would. I mean, here's how here's how skewed my life is in in both directions, right? So if I go horseback riding, which is literally back to the the Stone Age, and I've got a wet saddle blanket, what do I do with said wet saddle blanket? I take my Milwaukee cordless fan, click her on, come back out the next day and be like, "Holy shit, that fan's still running! Like it ran yeah. all night." And it's been it's it's dried that blanket right out and it's good to go. And then that is both ends of the spectrum. Like that that is the full width of technology. Yep. Like, yep. Like I don't go through the so called Milwaukee catalog whatever online. I mean, I just I just don't for whatever reason. I like their stuff. I do. But we got a <laughs> snap on cordless uh, ratchet. Yeah. You know, and love it. Use it all the yep. time at work. Here while back is rolling through Rural King. Just happened to go down the Milwaukee aisle. And it caught out of the corner of my eye that a special that day. The Milwaukee cordless impact. I'm like, oh, I will have one. <laughs> so I yep. did. And since I don't have my shop belt, you all my other yep. tools are scattered in these other outbuildings. It can be a little dirty. I'm like, oh, no, we're going to keep this in the house. So yeah. it's still sitting here in the house until <laughs> the new shop gets yeah, built. Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. When you get to the small stuff, I do like the snap-on stuff in the in the small battery, their version M12 or whatever it is, other than got to be Hulk Hogan to get the batteries out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like their small stuff in some aspects, but I, I basically just have doubles of all that shit. Sure. I've got a Milwaukee version, a Snap-on version. When it comes to the bigger stuff, I don't even consider the Snap-on stuff anymore. Yeah. I, I'll tell you that right now, God's honest truth, if Milwaukee come out tomorrow and said, we got a robot lawnmower guaranteed to run for... Four hours, three hours, you know, take your pick. They've got an electric one. That's what I mean. <laughs> and this thing will mow your yard. I'd be tempted to buy one. Yeah, I hear you. And I don't even mow the yard here. My wife does because <laughs> that's what she likes to do. But it's like, that would be neat to just yeah. get the old Milwaukee, let her mow the yard. No, I hear you. I've got a ton of that shit. A few items that I don't even need. I bought that, the big brush that spins. Yep. It's okay in a green bin. If you'd let the sw- the only time I got to try it, I actually had help that day, so I didn't let the sweep go around twice. If I let it go around twice, it would have been fine. It's a little too deep the first go around, and I'd scooped it away from the wall like you always have to do. I should have let it go around twice, and then it would probably would have worked. The other day, I'm like, we're scooping up hickory nuts. I'm like, I'll get this Milwaukee out, and I will just 
go through the yard and I'll just blow these into a pile. No, not so much. Really? No, it doesn't work with the shit in the grass. Works great on the concrete drive, like there's nuts or rocks yep. or whatever, like it'll broom them right off. And the grass, it basically just either wants to shove you over backwards or just digs, it, it, it's useless. In the no grass. kidding. Yeah, I'll be damned. The, the broom works great on the concrete. It's too heavy to use anyway, though. That's yeah. probably my least favorite Milwaukee tool, but I still have it. Yep. I haven't sold it off. It'll be okay in the grain bin going forward, knowing what I know now. But normally, I don't have a ton of help on that. So it, it's amazing, though, what the battery-powered stuff will do. And shit, we got our first snap-on impact. Oh God, yeah, in two thousand nine or ten. I mean, it's a yeah. long time ago. And it's like there was no because you know we were all skeptical at first. Yeah, it's like. There's no difference. In fact, it might even be a little bit better than the air one. Oh, as far it's, as it's better than the air one. Yeah. I, I had a ton of the first snap on electric ones. You know, we bought a round of those, and then we got to they weren't super expensive, so we we burned one or two of them up eventually. Like putting stuff together, like tillage tools and whatnot, doing a lot of it like mm-hmm. quick, you could burn one down. Yeah. So we kind of got to where we just rotate them pretty quick. Yep. But then they jacked the price so high. It's right. like, ah, I can't really afford to do that. And then wasn't too long after that, Milwaukee started getting in the game. And it's like, well. And so we, we kind of phased out of the, the Snap-on stuff. I actually had a ton of Snap-on stuff the other day I just got rid of because we, we didn't use it. Like, I'm never right. going to grab that one. Even yeah. knowing that I only need 400 foot-pounds and this one has 600, I'm still going to grab the 1,800 foot-pound Milwaukee. Like, yeah. I'm just going to grab the big one, knowing that the next second later I'm going to need it. To hell with it. I got rid of all that Snap-on stuff. Yeah. But it was all NICAD battery stuff. It was older. but Sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's tough to beat some of that. Like, e- even, I mean, I got the big inch drive one. The thought of grabbing the inch drive air gun is a last resort. Right. Like, <laughs> that is General Custer. The Indians are coming over the hill. Right. Ex- excuse me. The indigenous people are coming yeah. over the hill. yeah. yeah. Like, I, I never even crosses my mind to grab the inch gun. Well, and I've run into that, too. At our shop, it's like you almost sit here and think, well, I mean, if this one didn't get it, I don't know why the, the air one would, because it's like yeah. this one has more power, you know. But yeah. there has been a lot of times where the air one Once did get it. the air yeah. one will get it, because you can let it hammer on it longer right. without feeling bad about it. It doesn't get hot. You're not going to catch your hands on fire. You're yeah. going to let the smoke out of it. You're like, well, this air one can hammer for sure. a while. It'll be fine. But... There are a few things I wish Milwaukee would make. Like I wish they'd come out with a with an air hammer. Obviously, it sure. wouldn't be an air hammer, but an electric hammer. Even full well knowing it's not going to hit as hard and it's not going to hit as long, but there's just times where that hose is in your way. This and yeah. like on the job, if if you just had a little bit of burp, yeah, because there's a lot of times. Yeah, be, that's, all that, that's, that's all it needs. That's all it needs. You know, it'd just be. Super handy. So if the Milwaukee folks are listening, yeah. I need that. <laughs> and what, we'd be more than happy to try out any tools yeah, that you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to send our way. Red is my favorite color, yeah. so go ahead. Because, you know, we, we kind of do like the yeah. wall a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to convince us here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to need a little something-something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
goddamn like, like at Louisville at the farm show, that Milwaukee booth. Oh, it's just swamped. Isn't oh, it? it's crazy. You would swear there wasn't a single farmer there that had an electric yeah. tool. Like those guys are buying that shit. Oh, yep. show special, show yep. special. It's the same price as the shit was at exactly. home. Exactly. You know it was ten dollars one well, way or hell, the other. After what you know? after what I did at Estes this year, maybe I should get hooked up with Milwaukee. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can get the whole show to the Milwaukee booth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna shut it down over there. Yeah. But they're grease guy. I mean, we got a yeah. Milwaukee grease guy. I mean, they love it all. Got, it's great. I got five of them. Yeah, <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> Leaf blowers. Can I mean. you fathom the amount of grease that people go through now versus oh, yeah. before it's the way electric more, grease gun? Way more. I mean, I remember getting that first Lincoln. You're like, ninch, yep. ninch. Neat. And I've still and got the was, slow Milwaukee, and, and that was awesome. Like I right. was super happy about that. That was a that was a drastic improvement. Like the pistol grip was a huge revelation, you know. Yeah, over the over lever. the lever, and then you get the. I we had an air one for a while. It's like yeah, it's okay, but now I'm dragging a hose. I don't right. really know how much grease I'm getting, et cetera, et cetera. Then you get a link, and you're like, man, yep, Nan, and it was Nan. it was revolutionary. And then I had a snap on grease gun. I had several of them. My biggest complaint with that one was when the guys were putting stuff together and you're crawling underneath that shit, they would occasionally grab it and they would put pressure on it and break the tube off. Milwaukee obviously had the same problem. They said, well, shit, with that, we'll just put pads on it. Yeah. So you literally can pick yourself up by that grease gun. Yep. As you're crawling underneath it, scrolling around, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt it. You know, you're not on the tube. It's not going to break it. And the tube's supported. You're good. And I think I have five of them now. Yeah. I literally, you know, I have to grease my lawnmower a couple times a year. I got one at home. Yeah, exactly. Do I need one at home? No. Yep. But do I have one? Absolutely. Yeah, like I say, <laughs> ours, I'm going to call it the first-gen Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, it makes about one pump a second or, you know, where these yeah. other guys got that ones. I mean, they just, it's like a machine gun. Well, it's just like tomorrow, my son and my nephew are going to start greasing. That's my job for them tomorrow. They're going to grease stuff up for spring. That sulfur takes a ton of grease. I'm just going to tell them, I'm going to set it to 50, pull the trigger twice, yep. move on. Yeah. Simple. Easy peasy. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to look for grease coming out anywhere. You just pull it twice. That's 100 pumps. And every one of those bearings, you'll be good to go. Yep. You know, I'll be I'll be happy. They'll be happy. Everybody be covered in exactly. grease. It'll be a great day. <laughs> yeah. That's what tomorrow, tomorrow's official. Get grease all over you today. Yeah. No shit. Yep. But if you're doing that with the lever style, oh my god, you're putting six pumps in that and moving on. Yeah, like you're for doing sure. the whole. Well, there's grease on the tip. I must have greased uh, it. Surely yeah. Dad won't notice. I got yeah. grease on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 You'd be the arm wrestling champion by the end of that deal. That I mean, ain't no shit. Yeah, I don't miss them days at all. No. No, yeah. that's for sure. I, but but even even simple stuff like the the Milwaukee uh, water pump. What was I doing? Oh, I was putting a new sump pump in. Got my little M18 pump out. Pump the sump hole out. Just click it on. Yep. Did pump, and I was just pumping it out. No problem. The hole's dry. Can do what I want to do while the water's running in. No problem. No harm. No foul. I bought one of those M12 ones with the long stem on it. You can stick in a bucket or, you know, a hole mm-hmm. or whatever and pump out. I spent 30 minutes just pumping water in and out of a bucket onto the ground <laughs> right. just to watch it work. Exactly. I yeah. don't know when I'm going to use it, but when I need it, I've got uh-huh. it, and it works 
phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> I know it's going to. It's so yeah. good. Hell yes. Every radio around my place is a Milwaukee radio because it charges a battery, does something this, that, and the other. My daughter going to a softball tournament, going to the state softball tournament last, whenever it was. Dad, I need a radio. Here you go. Yep. This battery will take you all the way there and all probably the all the way back. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Now she just give it back to me. Yeah. I could use it again. Exactly. I may never got that back. Yeah. Yep. God, we went way long on this yeah, one, but that's did. all right. Everybody's yep, bitching, wanting podcasts. So. Yeah. So we give you a long one to listen right. to. And we cost some people some money because there's some people going to buy some Milwaukee shit now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're welcome, Milwaukee. Yeah. No shit, fuckers. Well, we're going to cut it off here. We appreciate it if you made it all the way through. This is a long one. That's all right. Anyway, we will catch you guys next time.